The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Remember back in June, uh, hundreds of thousands of people responded to a Facebook post, if I remember correctly, calling for people to storm Area 51 in the Nevada desert to see space aliens. It all kind of started as a joke, but then there was a really big concern that a bunch of people might turn out to do that. Um, you know, because, and, and, and the, the Air Force had to come out and say, hey guys, you know, you, you need to be careful of doing this because... <laughs> You could get hurt. You could get hurt badly. Well, the turnout today uh, has been less than. Winston is here with his wife wearing alien t-shirts. He says he thought alien stock would be a bigger deal with all the hype that millions might show up. We were expecting probably a hundred times what's going on right now. And with a crowd smaller than he was expecting, he says... I feel sorry for these guys. They paid their tuitions to get in months ago and they drove all the way from Missouri and from Texas. But all night long RVs were pulling in as a crowd here grows. Alex Stone ABC News near Area 51 in Rachel, Nevada. Yeah, the, the crowd was growing but uh, not very big. Uh, there's a number of bands set up, some food trucks, that sort of stuff. Um, a lot of people there for the jokes, a lot of funny placards and signs being held up. Um, approximately 75 visitors held a ton tongue-in-cheek protest outside the Area 51 gate on Friday morning. Uh, They were waving signs demanding freedom for the aliens who were supposedly trapped in in government custody. (laughs) That's a whole other... We could just speculate on that all afternoon if we wanted to. Uh, Aliens and UFOs have been in the news a lot this past week um, with this event, of course. And then the fact that the... U.S. Navy, have you seen this story? For the first time, reportedly verified the authenticity of a series of three UFO videos leaked over the past couple of years. And if you get a chance, Google U.S. Navy UFOs. It's a fascinating, uh, there's some fascinating video, um, and it's a, a fascinating story that goes along with it. So as a result, Jason Tetro, you know him, the host of the Super Awesome Science Show, decided to take a closer look at ufology in this week podcast. Jason, welcome back to the show. Oh, it's great to be with you. Okay, so you're, you're hanging out where things are flying. Um, you're, heading, you're heading out to South Korea this afternoon. Yes, uh, we're off to the uh, International Brain Research Organization Conference, which is in Daegu, South Korea. So we're going to go out there and uh, try all sorts of different delicacies, and I'll be keeping my eyes out the window to see if there'll be any strange objects in the sky. Oh, righty. So you know what? One of the reasons why we dialed you up this afternoon is because the uh, the latest episode of the uh, Super Awesome Science Show podcast uh, is talking about UFOlo- ufology. I <laughs> have saying that but but ufos and i thought today was a perfect day to chat with you because of everything that is going on with area 51 so is that kind of how you timed it as well yeah well the thing is is a number of months ago when uh this crazy idea came up to storm area 51 i saw it and i just started laughing and then all of a sudden you got what 1.5 million people who all of a sudden were like yeah i'm totally on board And it really got me thinking, are we really mainstreaming the UFO culture? And as a result of that, I wanted to find out more. So we put the show together and we reached out to someone who is 
pretty much the expert on this. His name is Ryan Sprague. Uh, he has a podcast somewhere in the skies. Uh, you may have seen him on the CW network. And so we decided to sort of chat not only about what was going on with Area 51, but just the general concept of ufology and also is it really a science? And as you find out, it, it kind of is. So let's let's uh, let's start with Area Fifty One. I mean, I did an interview when this all uh, this all came to light a couple of months ago with a UFO uh, expert out of uh, out of the UK who had uh, worked on the undercover files in Britain for years. He was absolutely fascinated. Looking at the numbers today, and it's maybe a couple of hundred people showed up, and you know they're just kind of hanging around. No one's really gotten into any trouble. People just you know someone peed on a fence somewhere and got arrested and that was about it. But I mean thank goodness because my gosh the Air Force came right out and said, "Hey, you know, we'll 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 shoot to kill." <laughs> don't don't you try well, to yeah. trespass here. I mean, Area 51 is 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 a secret area and highly classified. Exactly. It is a military base and you do not try and invade a military base. And for those who are wondering, if there were any aliens there, you pretty much would be guaranteed that they were probably shipped off somewhere else <laughs> when this idea came up. But I mean, the, I think it was more the idea that there seems to be such an interest, a curiosity in the idea, not only of UFOs, but also in the idea of us not being alone. Mm-hmm. And I, in a way, I kind of think that it's time that we start looking at that because we're already sending uh, you know, probes to Mars. We've got all these great ideas about being able to explore the solar system. We've got people who are trying to develop ideas as to how we can do you know, long-term uh, space travel. It's eventually going to happen, so why not really start getting ourselves prepared now? And it was really fascinating because over the past, uh, well, this week, uh, the U.S. Navy um, had uh, finally acknowledged some footage purported to show UFOs hurling through the air. And, you know, they put out some uh, video that went along with it and saying, okay, you know what, um, you know, this is something. And again, I think it's important to remember, and I've been fascinated by UFOs for a very, very long time. I did a series on them years back when I worked at Global uh, Television, uh, talking to uh, people in, uh, in the is people who were purported who believed that they had been abducted by aliens and had done some uh, therapy, like a, a regression therapy to, to go back in time. So I just, I find it very interesting. Now, UFOs don't necessarily mean aliens. I mean, the fact of the matter is UFO stands for unidentified flying object. We just don't know what they are. And that's important to point yeah. out. Yeah, and I think that's the whole point of ufology is that the the aliens is is sort of a little branch of that. But the reality is we see objects in the sky that we cannot understand. And so we try and resolve them. And yes, there have been situations where, you know, it has been a weather balloon or maybe it has been this ball lightning. Uh, Drones are now huge when it comes to people seeing things. But I have to tell you, you know, first UFO I ever saw was back in the 1980s, long before drones were around. And it was just this flying disc that was going all sorts of different colors. I had no idea what it was, but I can pretty much guarantee you it probably wasn't aliens. Because unlike that Steven Spielberg movie, I don't think that aliens use color as a way of saying, hey, we're here. Hello, look at us. 
<laughs> no. Oh. I mean, you can you can attract attention a number of different ways, but doing all the colors of the rainbow in a big circle, for me, just seemed a little human, you know? So when when you were talking with Ryan, and we can find out more in the podcast, uh, 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 of course, but, the, you know, when you talk about the goal of ufology, um, is, is, is to try to answer questions um, about what's being seen, what's being reported, and how are they doing that, Jason? Well, it really comes down to a combination of different techniques, different methods, very similar to what we do in just our regular science. So first off, you want to try and get as many givens as you can. So you want to get a, a, an interpretation of what the scenario happened. And if you can have more than one individual, it makes it even better. And then once you've got the information, then what you're going to do is you're going to try and find out how much of that information is true and how much of it might be an artifact. In other words, could it be something that someone has envisioned but maybe could not have happened? It's also very helpful if you're able to get some kind of imagery with it. You know, just last night over Las Vegas in time for alien stock and (laughs) and the Area 51 storm, there were four lights just flying over Las Vegas. Now, they could have been anything. They could have been drones. They could have been UFOs. Who knows? But at the end of the day, you want to try and collect as much information as you can, and then you start doing the interpretation. Yeah, and you know what? Yeah, you, you start saying, okay, this is what it's not, what it's not, what it's not. And I mean, if you're looking at accuracy and uh, with this, I'm not sure that there ever is complete accuracy because, again, um, you, you just never know. You, you just don't have a, a firm answer. So it's you put the best stuff out there as possible and, and let the people decide, I guess. Well, that's part of it. Uh, But, you know, we kind of do the exact same thing in good old-fashioned science. Sometimes what we're trying to do is just show that something isn't there or it's not Mm. what we think it is. And then we sort of, it's this process of deduction. Well, the same thing is happening in the UFO study. It's just that when we talk about it from our scientific perspective, you know, we've got gels and blots and all sorts of things. And then you have people basically saying, well, this is how to understand these pretty pictures. It's it's hard when you don't have someone who has that expertise in those methods to be able to tell you, well, we know that this is a uh, a flying object that has this kind of propulsion, et cetera, et cetera. So it, we're kind of, there's a gap of knowledge that unfortunately leads to a lack of trust. And I think as we get more information and hopefully the military, like the Navy has just done, can start providing us more data, more imagery, more something, we might be able to start developing that expertise so that we can be more confident about what these things are that we're seeing in the sky. Do you have any idea? You, you mentioned the thing, the, the, the UFO that you saw years back. What do you think it was? Honestly, I still don't know. <laughs> I've thought about it numerous times. And I mean, if it was something that was, maybe it was something for advertising or something along those lines, or maybe it was uh, some kind of test aircraft, but I've never seen anything that was perfectly round that had all sorts of imagery. Mm-hmm. And by the way, that wasn't the only one that I saw. Just a couple weeks ago here in Edmonton, I was just going out for my nightly walk and there's this giant bright white light going across the sky way too big. And it wasn't the meteor, by the way, <laughs> way too big to be. Uh, yeah, I know that one was just a flash. <laughs> this one literally just hovered across the sky. It was too big to be a satellite and it didn't make any noise. So it couldn't have been a plane. And I'm just sitting there looking at it going, I could try and freak out. But the reality is, is this is pretty cool. 
Yeah, and and I think that's the thing. I think there's there's some of us that would freak out. Some of us think it's pretty cool. And uh, as as I guess we can both agree on here, there's still just a lot of questions uh, yet to be answered. And uh, your guests, like Ryan uh, Sprague, on this week's edition of the Super Awesome Science Show, trying to do that. Um, what did you? I get my final question before I, before you hop on a plane and head off to South Korea. What did you take away from this at 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 the end of it all when it comes to ufology? And, um, and and the work that's being done to try to figure things out. What did you uh, take away from it all? I was heartened. And, and the reason is that I, too, am an X-file. I happen to love all of those different shows, like the fringes and everything like that. I've seen UFOs myself, and it's great to know that while we continually talk about the tinfoil hats and the people who are, you know, jumping around like uh, they're at Burning Man... We still have people who are truly committed to having these discussions, doing the research. And as we're seeing with more UFO research groups that are developing, it's more of a a scientific perspective. So we're getting engineers. We're getting people who were involved with the military. Heck, we've even got lawyers now who are getting involved, trying to find ways to get the answers that we need. So for me, it feels good to know that not only is the UFO concept being mainstreamed, but maybe we can actually start developing ufology as a true science so we can get the answers. And then that way, we don't have to worry about what's in the skies because someone will figure it out for us. Jason, it's always great to talk to you. Thank you for this. It was such a pleasure. Have a great time. Have a great flight.